The views expressed on this program are those of the producers and individuals appearing on this program and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Sun Prairie Media Center staff, its video service providers, or the staff and elected officials of the City of Sun Prairie. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Seed. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the Cambridge Blue Jays, the McFarland Spartans, and the Deerfield Demons. Oh, am I going first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we up the order, like, man. I told you about it before we even started recording two minutes ago. I wasn't listening. I'm Ryan Gregory. I have the Sun Prairie Schools, Marshall, and Waterloo. <laughs> Go ahead, Peter. Uh, my name's uh, Peter Lindblad. I cover the Wanakee Warriors, DeForest oh, Norskis, uh, Lodi Blue Devils, and Poinette Pumas. Yeah, and the reason why I had Peter go last this time <laughs> is because our guest today actually hails from the Wanakee area, uh, Tommy Ramish, a football player and lacrosse player from the Wanakee Warriors. Tommy, how's it going? And thanks for coming on the podcast as well, too. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing well. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, so you have a little bit of media experience as well, too. Uh, not only playing with Wanakia as well, too, but, you know, we're kind of chatting a little bit before coming on uh, the podcast. Just what are some of the things you've been doing with, you know, the Wanakia, is it media? Yeah, it's called Warrior Media. So um, during COVID, it kind of started, they started live streaming the games, especially for football in our shortened spring season. And uh, then it's just kind of expanded a lot from there. And then this year, after our senior football season, we were presented with an interesting opportunity. They said they were going to start play-by-play um, -play announcing live for the sporting events, and that was primarily boys and girls basketball because it was the winter. And then a few of my buddies and I decided to just get in on this at the ground floor, and then we just kind of helped build that program. I mean, it was really cool the things we were able to do in the girls and boys basketball season. I mean, our last production, we ended up with like a TNT-style Charles Barkley and Shaq booth, <laughs> and that had been kind of a goal of ours. And then, you know, in the spring, we also had stuff like a Telestrator on the, like, big live board and stuff like that so it's just really cool how it's been able to progress and all the things you're able to do this year yeah uh so then did you just broadcast uh basketball games then basically because i know you do lacrosse yeah. and football so in the winter we did girls and boys basketball like all levels freshman jv varsity because like oh, wow. grandparents and i mean not all freshmen but mm. w whatever ones we could do but i think we got all jv and varsity because you know i mean some of those jv games you get like 40 people and it's all just grandparents watching i mean yeah. people mm -hmm. love to tune into their kids and stuff like that. But then in the spring, I mean, I was more busy with lacrosse, but I think I was able to do probably 10, 12 girls' soccer games. So I think me and my partner, we probably did the bulk of the girls' soccer games because they were kind of right after practice. So we'd kind of have to juggle it around with our schedules. But, you know, we also ended up doing softball, baseball, boys' lacrosse, and girls' lacrosse. And I wasn't a part of those productions due to, you know, my own athletics. But I think we also are expanding next year. I think we'll be swimming, maybe not announcing, but I think streaming as well as wrestling. And, I mean, we're going to try to get all the sports, so it's just kind of cool the way it's been able to become like an immersive experience with all our yep. sports at Wanakee. Now, you do graduate, so unfortunately you're not going to be able yeah. to partake in all that, but what would be your fa uh, favorite sport that you want to broadcast? Uh, well, honestly, I think football would be the most fun. I mean, I feel like I'm the most knowledgeable about that, and we might actually get an opportunity to broadcast those ones before we do go to college, especially because um, – so my, myself and my partner, Drew Wiegert, we are both going to the University of Wisconsin. So we will kind of be in the area and we can help when need be. And they don't really have announcers for next year, like juniors and sophomores. So we kind of have to start training them. And I think the first few football games will kind of be the training experience. So we might be able to broadcast those football games and kind of train kind of the young bloods, the next generation, before we 
go off to college so that'll be pretty cool also. and the one nice thing about football starting up so early is that it you mm-hmm. know yeah. college starts up so late so you won't be going until september for sure, for sure i think there's yeah. two maybe three games before we even leave yeah, so yeah. wouldn't cool. surprise me yeah. yeah yeah and this was something that kind of grew out of covid a little bit or or kind of expanded after covid right yeah for sure i definitely don't think we'd be in the same spot without covid i mean it was just kind of out of necessity really i mean these football games pull in our most viewers for sure. And I mean, even those ones in the spring season without announcers or any production staff, really just a camera at the yeah. field, we're just pulling ridiculous numbers. And they're kind of like, we've found something special here. And then, yeah. I mean, we've just, there's been a lot of behind the scenes talent as well, like camera guys that don't really see, they're not really seen on the screen. Mm. And I mean, around town, their voices, but like those guys have been like instrumental into the process. The guys who run the cameras behind the scenes, behind the desk. I mean, yeah. we, have a lot, a lot of special talent at Warrior Media. And I mean, a lot of those guys are graduating, but it's really just a special program, not just the announcers, but like all the kids. There's so many involved. Yeah, I want to give a shout, a yeah. special shout out to uh, Alex Jerkuda, yeah. who really helped me with photography yeah. this year. And if, you, if you've been to a Wanakee basketball game, you see him <laughs> running around, directing yeah. things. I mean, it is a great operation. Yeah, Alex Jerkuda, yeah. he, he's been awesome this year. I mean, they started, I think he was at, tons of different sports and it was just yeah. really cool how expansive the photography program has gotten as well as uh tj dosher who kind of ran behind the scenes for warrior media mm-hmm. was probably just kind of like second in command behind our teacher jason mcconnell and it was just pretty cool how much like leadership and accountability those guys mm-hmm. all took in their different roles and yeah. it was a pretty cool gig cool yeah i'm glad you brought up the the point of like you know knowing what you're talking about when it comes to football because mm-hmm. you've been on the field but you know even expanding over to different sports that maybe you didn't play how you know, vital is, you know, having that on-field experience to being able to kind of relay what the what the players on the field are feeling when you're doing play-by-play. Yeah, I definitely think it'd be very helpful. I mean, I never got the opportunity to call a sport that I've also played, but, I mean, just being knowledgeable about the sports and having watched it in the past, like girls and boys basketball, I found much easier than girls soccer just because, you know, the technicalities and yep. comparisons to, yep. like, the pro and the college game. But I think announcing a game that you have played, you can kind of think more strategy at this specific time instead of just... Mm talking about what's happened and you can more like predict kind of like Tony Romo and yeah it went viral for those clips like predicting (laughs) plays and stuff like that so that'd be pretty cool so was this something you always wanted to to do like big fan of ESPN I would imagine I mean honestly as a kid more so yeah like when I was like in intermediate school and middle school I just remember listening to like ESPN Madison radio in my headphones every day on my bike to school and that had always been like a dream of mine but then like when I got into high school I just kind of like moved on to other things, just kind of playing sports myself. And I never really thought about that anymore. But this opportunity was just like really cool and kind of reignited that passion in myself, yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. Okay. So. Yeah, we well, can definitely relate as we're all in the yeah. sports realm <laughs> yeah, ourselves. Definitely. We're sure. just starting to learn this too. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those who don't know, uh, Tommy Ramish, uh, big time athlete at Wanakee. I mean, honorable mention to All-State football from the Associated Press. Uh, first team linebacker, uh, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association, helped that defense four shutouts last year, four straight shutouts, I believe. Um, talk about the last year football season, eleven and one. You guys got bumped up to mm-hmm. level one in the playoffs. I, I mean, obviously a memorable season yeah. for Wanaki. I mean, your senior year of high school football is always one you're going to remember. I mean, you kind of get thrown the reins. And it's definitely just like a special experience. I mean, all the buddies that you've grown up playing with since you were a little kid. Finally, it's kind of your program. And it's just really cool. It's like a, it's kind of a weird feeling that you're finally there. Like you just kind of feel like a kid, but mm-hmm. you're just kind of controlling this football program that you've been dreaming of being on since you were a little kid. And I think we did some really special things. Obviously, came up a bit short of our 
kind of end goal like we accomplished junior season with the uh, state championship. But I think the things we were able to do, especially with the Division One route, obviously was very surprising for all of us. But, you know, I think we took it more as an opportunity and not something to, like, frown at. I mean, I was personally very excited with the opportunity to play Middleton again in the playoffs. Mm. I mean, something like that was special. That, like, second win against them in the playoffs was super special. That kind of budding rivalry we've had with them the last yeah. few years. And then, obviously, just to kind of play some of those powerhouses, like even a Kimberly, although that didn't work out as we had intended, it was still very cool to mm. kind of have that chance to play one of the state's greats. And yeah. I thought it was cool how we had matched up with some of these teams. So it was yeah. definitely a fun experience and a, one I wouldn't trade for yeah. sure. What, what are you, maybe your favorite memories from that state title season? Uh, that state title season, honestly, just the playoff run. I mean, it felt like our backs were against the wall that whole time. I mean, we had been given a pretty tough region. I just remember in level two, Some we went tense to, games. Yeah, level, <laughs> level two, we went to overtime and we ended up winning the whole thing. So that's how you know we were playing some tough competition. I mean, River Falls in that level two game, we ended up playing that one actually on a Saturday because of yeah. uh, like travel distance or something. But that game was special. The week after that, I think it was like a one point win, and then yeah. the week after that, I think it was like another one possession game. I mean, it was just four straight weeks of just tight, tight football, and every game was exciting. So, yeah, that was that was certainly a fun month. Yeah. So I got to ask, uh, Pat Rice, legendary coach, what is it like to play for him? I mean, it's just awesome the program he's been able to create. I mean, ever since you're a kid, you just kind of look up at it and you just see all these great examples. And I think the biggest indicator of Rice's success is kind of just the young men he's been able to create. I mean, we've had role models ever since we were – eight, nine, ten years old, just looking up at the guys, and it's just a new batch of leaders every year, and that doesn't happen by accident. I mean, it's the culture that's been fostered, and it's, I mean, a lot of credit to Rice, but his assistant coaches as well have just been special and instrumental in the creation of the program, and I think it's bigger than any one person or player. I just think Wanaki football has just been kind of built into such a strong spot as of now. It's just mm-hmm. very cool to be a part of. Okay. Yeah, so when you have, you know, where expectations are always so high with Wanaki football program and you guys just, you know, being high school kids, mm-hmm. basically, how do you manage that? And, you know, how do you focus on the big games, but also to manage to focus on the little games as well, too? I mean, I think one big part about that is that there are really no little games. I mean, every week, it's just that week. It's just such a locked in focus on the opponent that you're playing. So I don't think we take anyone for granted. And I think that's one of the special parts, like, no game is really like a trap game because every game we're taking as seriously as a playoff game. And I think just kind of that culture of doing everything, how you do anything really. Like, so then when you are in these situations where your back is against the wall, you just kind of lean on that experience you've had in some of these so-called easy games where, you know, you are kind of up 35-0 and you can just kind of make those plays there. You can make them in the big games as well. Yeah, and a game that certainly wasn't easy for you guys was, you know, as a Sun Prairie guy, I have to ask mm-hmm. about the Sun Prairie East game because, you know, on that yeah. offense, there were six, potentially seven, depending on how things shake out, Division One players on the offensive side of the ball alone, and you guys held them to 13 points. I just want to know but like what the game plan was leading into that week, you know, confidence levels, you know, going up against, you know, Jerry Kaminsky mm-hmm. who would go on to play at North Dakota and, you know, how you were able to implement that plan and hold them to, you know, their season low in points. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely one we'd had circled for a while. I remember when we kind of heard about the split and just kind of the way the rosters were going to shake out, how Sun Prairie East kind of did have, like you say, all those Division One kids. And it was certainly one that, you know, that kind of the whole town had been buzzing about for like nine months ever since we had won the title. I mean, it was just kind of now we get a shot at Sun Prairie who went to the championship the year before at the Division One level and then kind of return a lot of those guys to that East team. So, I mean, it was pretty cool. It kind of felt like a playoff atmosphere. I mean, we started last season with three straight games against just 
excellent football teams. And I mean four, really, because Monona Grove was another tight game. But we started with DeForest, very close game. Middleton, very close game. Sun Prairie East, very close game. And I mean, we just kind of had the gauntlet early. So yeah. that month was, that was a fun one. But that Sun Prairie East game especially, <laughs> I mean, in that new stadium, feels like a college stadium. I mean, it was just a really fun game. <laughs> Playing against great talent is always a lot of fun. And, I mean, we've seen a lot of those guys, like the er- in earlier parts of our high school careers, just kind of following their careers. But kind of finally being able to play against the LeGrants and the Kaminskys of the world was definitely a fun experience. Absolutely. And then also, too, so you play in high-pressure situations like that, but also, too, you've played at state lacrosse as well, too. What's it like playing not only in the state football, but also, too, for state lacrosse and playing in those big environments like that? Yeah, so, I mean, speaking of that new Ashley Field, I mean, that was Mm -hmm. where that state lacrosse championship was at. And, I mean, that was certainly a fun experience as well. I mean, we really had a special lacrosse team this year. And being able to finish it at the state championship, I mean, we played in every game we could have. Obviously, that one didn't end up like we had intended also. But I think, you know, we had an awesome season. And just being able to play in those huge environments especially from like my last sporting event to be able to play in that kind of environment was really special and I mean yeah that Hudson game I mean they're a heck of a lacrosse team but that was a fun game and that was a fun playoff run also yeah Yeah, I mean both you teams yeah I ranked one and two neck and neck all all season (laughs) yeah clearly the two most dominant Mm -hmm. teams in the state I think we when you look at the uh, all-american and the all-state guys I think there were six All-Americans in the state, and all of them were playing in that state championship. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you definitely got prepped for the game pretty well by playing in that big, big Badger conference because, you know, can you kind of put it into, into perspective how tough it is? Because, like, Madison is a hub of lacrosse mm-hmm. is developed into. It's like the Big Badgers is like the SEC. Yeah. And like, how, how well does that kind of prepare you to go up against the Hudsons of, of the world in the state championship? I mean, it's pretty cool how the WLF has done it. I mean, we kind of get to schedule all the best teams in the state. So, I mean, when you kind of look at the end-of-season rankings, like that top ten, I think we ended up playing every team in the top ten. Mm-hmm. And probably over half of them were in the Big Badger. I mean, yep. when you have Middleton, that was a very close game at Middleton. And then we also played Oregon in overtime as well as a big playoff game. And then that West Side team, very, very talented as well. We had some battles with them. So, I mean, those three especially, especially kind of stand out in my mind. Just all three could have been in, like, the Final Four, like Final Four caliber teams. But, I mean, some of them got to get bounced early. It's just kind of the nature of the game. Exactly. Yeah. I was talking to uh, some of your fellow lacrosse players yesterday, mm-hmm. Carter Blackburn, uh, Nate Sampson, and uh, Jordan Bavery, and they were talking about some of the some of the games they really liked to play in. So yeah. uh, they were talking about uh, uh, kind of getting revenge on Kettle Moraine mm-hmm. this year. Too. Yeah, that, was that a big one? That too? was a big one. I remember in the playoffs our junior year, we uh, fell to Kettle Moraine in overtime. We'd actually lost to them in overtime twice that year in the regular <sighs> season and then in the playoffs. Yeah. And just kind of that feeling, just kind of staring dead down the goal, kind of knowing the season's over as they all celebrate. I mean, that was one that we didn't forget easily, and that had kind of been a motivation for us for the entirety of the offseason. So then I remember the week of that Kettle Marine game, we all wore suits to school, took it like <laughs> seriously. It was, it, it was really cool how locked in we were for that game, and it was really, really a good one to kind of win. And just it was a big momentum win for our team and kind of propelled us forward to that next level, I think, this season. It seemed like a, a pretty tight-knit team. I mean, I'm sure the football team was mm-hmm. too, but maybe even to a, a greater extent the lacrosse team. I mean, I would say a lot of these guys, I mean, that junior class on our lacrosse team yeah. is special. I mean, that was the bulk of our starting lineup was the juniors. And, I mean, they were all starting as sophomores, too. So it was kind of cool. It was pretty much the same team we'd had the year before. I mean, we lost yeah. pretty much our captains. But th- the rest of the guys, the role players and the young guys, kind of back for that one last run at it, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of cool because 
it's pretty much the same group of guys we've been around every day for two years now. Yeah. And I mean, it was really a special group. And I mean, I think the same thing goes for football also. I mean, just a special group, mm-hmm. just so close and tight knit. I think that's what you get with high school sports. Yeah. And you were a uh, team's third leading scorer, I think. And I had, believe so. And you had two guys, Carter Blackburn and Gunnar McFadden, who yes. scored over 100 points. I, I, mean, I both, believe that's the first time yeah, ever. Both of those guys are just absurd talents. I mean, Carter Blackburn obviously committed yeah. at the Division One level, and I think yeah. Gunnar McFadden, just an extremely talented lacrosse player. Yeah. I could very easily see him going down that same route. And I mean, it's just really cool to ha- to be able to play with guys like that. Just that just play the game so easily for them, and it just yeah. it's kind of an inspiration. It just helps you so much and helps your team. And those guys, they're kind of our engine this year, and it was yeah. really cool to see them develop. I was asking those guys like how they got into lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Uh, how when did you kind of start with it? I kind of had an interesting story with lacrosse. So I played in third grade kind of with everybody. Mm. And then as COVID happened, we had our football season kind of moved into the spring during the same time as the lacrosse season. So I ended up quitting lacrosse in the first few years of high school. So I didn't play as a freshman or sophomore. And then after football, my junior season, I mean, we were kind of back into norm- normalcy really after COVID. So then I just kind of had this hole in the spring. I mean, there was just nothing to do. So then I was just like, kind of yearning for that competition. So I rejoined the lacrosse team that year and ended up finishing my junior and senior season on the team. And I think that was definitely very important because just that experience and the memories I made in lacrosse, I'm very glad I made that decision to come back to it. What was it like playing uh, spring football in the spring? Because when we had Coach Derek Swieger on, you know, he talked about how much it was not fun to do it. I mean, he enjoyed getting out with the guys, but what was, mm-hmm. was it an adjustment for you guys as the players as well too? And like just what we're kind of like, what did you notice and take yeah, away from it? Yeah, it was, it was definitely an odd experience. We had our freshman season playing freshman football, but then when you get to your sophomore, you're kind of thrust into that higher level. And it was just such an odd transition because not only are you transitioning to a higher level of football, but also transitioning to the fact that you're playing in the spring. And, I mean, we had practices with masks on, social distance whenever possible, and it was just a lot of adversity we had to kind of fight through. But I think especially with that year and a half off season before that season, we were all just so excited to be playing football in some capacity that we just kind of rolled with the punches and were fine with whatever we had to do as long as we could be out on that field on Friday night. Sure. Now, you were part of the, the, the state title boys lacrosse team too, right? I was not. That was actually oh, the not. season that I didn't play due oh, to the okay. spring football. So I think okay. that year and the season before, well, the season before was canceled entirely due to COVID. But okay. then right after that season, right after our spring football season was that state champion ah, lacrosse okay. team. Gotcha. So I didn't play that year. And then I kind of got that urge to play after mm. seeing how successful they were. And, I mean, had to, had to rejoin with the boys. It was <laughs> yeah. a good time for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, now uh, when we chatted a little bit in the hallway, it sounds like your post-high uh, school plans are to go to Madison for business, but also, too, it sounds like you're interning or hoping to intern at ESPN Madison, it sounds like. Just uh, what were some of the things uh, that you decided to try out, something like that? Yeah, so I mean, ever since this whole Warrior Media experience, it's kind of opened my eyes to potential career opportunities. And we've been very very blessed. Uh, Jason McConnell, our media director, has brought in plenty of speakers, uh, career-oriented people in the sports media field who've kind of talked to us about their journeys and how they got to where they are today. And I think that really just kind of spoke to me that that was something I could see myself doing, kind of continuing on that sports path, but not necessarily in the participation lane, just kind of the media lane. So... Uh, I am going to Wisconsin this fall, but I'm not set on any like career opportunities or anything, just kind of trying to see where I can get an opening or just kind of figure stuff out. But I think that's definitely something that I find very interesting. So That's not a bad idea at all. Um, favorite opponent that you faced, either in football or lacrosse? Favorite opponent? Opponent. I think 
<laughs> I think I'll have to go the Middleton Cardinals. I mean, mm. even all the sports. I mean, just the fact that they're so close. Every game is a home game for seemingly both teams because they'll just pack the stadiums. And, I mean, I just remember back to my junior year of football at Middleton. They had this big American flag. It was in the summer. It was just peak Americana, <laughs> 110 degrees. I mean, there's just nothing like it. And, I mean, those playoff games we had with them and in lacrosse, I mean, Middleton was just kind of a big rival for us in both sports. So it was pretty cool to, you know, do all right against them. So, yeah. Given the heat uh, this week, are you going to miss those pre- early practices? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how much. It is going to be pretty hot this week. <laughs> what was the worst? Like, th- did you ever have a practice, like, in this kind of early heat? Because it's always the dog days mm-hmm. of summer when this happens, where it was just, like, do you remember one just being awful? <laughs> I mean, honestly, the ones that kind of speak to me the most, it wasn't even practices. Right during the end of COVID, kind of when stuff was starting to open up and we got our workouts back I just remember that first workout dudes were like throwing up because it was the first time we'd been as a football team kind of doing our workouts and it was a hot one I mean that was kind of in that summer of 2020 and I just remember seeing dudes throw up everywhere and that was that was certainly an experience (laughs) kind of sticking with that trend um you know you talked about the transition from freshman to sophomore Mm -hmm. you know there's that uptick in kind of competition level it, either in football or lacrosse, would you ever have kind of like a welcome to the show moment where maybe got popped a little bit too tough or outran pretty easily by a senior and like, oh, I need to step the game up a little bit and learn some things? Uh, I kind of do remember as a sophomore in football, I was guarded or I was guarding Devin Magley in man coverage, who currently plays for the Badgers. Yeah. And he was kind of <laughs> like a deadly two way player for DeForest. And he was like, I think he plays safety for Wisconsin, but he was playing everywhere on the field for the Norskis. And I just remember. Being in man coverage on Magley, I was like, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> and I think we had a substitution just when he was in that one set so that I wouldn't have to necessarily be – because I don't know if man coverage was my game per se, but that was that was definitely kind of eyes wide open moment for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so you guys have such a – over in Wanakee, such a athletic, you know, culture over mm-hmm. there. Just, you know, what is that like and just, you know – how is it enjoyable where it seems like every team is good basically mm-hmm. over there and how do you enjoy it? I mean, people I just think have a lot of common goals. I mean, people want to do well and I think you're on a lot of these teams with some of your best friends. So when you're hanging out with your friends, a lot of time you're working out and doing stuff, going to the weight room, stuff like that. And I just think through those experience, that kind of shared goal and you're pushing through stuff that's kind of tough sometimes. And I think that kind of makes the bond stronger. And I think when you have a whole town doing that in different sports, it kind of brings everyone up at once. And I just think it's mm-hmm. cool. People got good heads on their shoulders, and I think people are being responsible and kind of doing the right thing, working mm-hmm. towards their goals in these sports. I know one of the things that I've noticed in recent years, and not being a, a huge tech guy myself, but, I mean, you've seen an increase in, like, or a, a sort of a different way of recruiting, uh, mm-hmm. like online, where you see highlights from – you know, all these different players who are posting them online to, you know, to try to generate yeah. some recruiting interest. And I know you had highlights on your mm-hmm. huddle uh, yeah, site. Yeah, yeah. Um, does the uh, broadcast program uh, in Wanakee help with that at all? Or uh, I don't think they have. I would not be surprised to see that happen in the future. I guess I can't really speak for that per se, but I think most of the huddle stuff right now for football, it's kind of just you kind of operate your own huddle and make your own highlights. And I mean, it is kind of interesting how that recruiting space has gone more digital. And I think that did help and hurt a lot of people during COVID because, I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of different situations happen with recruiting. And I think COVID has kind of pushed that even further more towards the digital Mm. level. And I think it's just kind of interesting how much colleges can get from just the Internet. And Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, the Twitter has really lost yeah. the plot where, like, an assistant coach at, like, River Falls mm-hmm. would be like, had supper with my family, and it'll be just be like, hey, coach, check out yeah, my highlights. Yeah, yeah. Hey, coach, <laughs> check out my highlights. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, I mean, you got to get found somehow. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, sticking with the broadcast side of things, um, you, you said you had a lot of opportunities in sports that you maybe, you know, weren't a participant in growing up or mm-hmm. at any point. But, uh, you know, any calls stand out to you, you know, it was a great basketball season for the boys and girls in Wanakee. Was there any, like, couple mo- moments that stood out to you? It's like, oh, it's pretty cool I got yeah. to be on the mic here. Um, definitely the best one was the Oconomowoc basketball game. I think it was round two. And in that kind of last minute, one of my best friends drew a charge that was just instrumental in the game mm. and just kind of calling out oh, that yeah, charge. Yeah. Shadu Sharm drawing the Shady charge. Shadu yeah. It was awesome. And then <laughs> kind of a minute later, Keaton Frisch, our big 6'8 guy, he had a crazy block on Oconomowoc's best player to kind of seal yeah. the game. And we were just going crazy up in the booth. And this was that game where we had our table downstairs. So then right after the game, we kind of run down, mm-hmm. pull Keaton aside, do a little interview with him on the court. And just that kind of whole broadcast just kind of felt on a different level of anything we'd done before. And it was just so cool to see it all come together like that. Yeah, when, awesome uh, opportunity. When you're broadcasting and you have friends on the court mm-hmm. or, you know, on the field, do, do you, like, try to hype them up more or do you try to use, like, inside jokes? <laughs> I think and, like, a little Kind of nib A little bit of both. I mean, especially with Desharm, like I was saying, me and my uh, partner, we were both good buddies with him. So whenever we'd miss a shot, we'd give him, give him a little business on the mic. But, I mean, it's all in good fun. And some inside jokes, they, they appreciate all that and kind of gets good engagement, especially among the uh, student population at the high school. I mean, they love hearing the jokes and stuff because, you know, they think it's funny and those videos get passed around. It's just kind of cool to see the program grow like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Favorite subject uh, outside of media? What do you like to – what was your favorite subject in high school? Uh, Probably math or English. I think I've always done all right in those, so it's kind of good to be – it's fun to be good at something, I think, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or at least all right at it. Did you get much feedback on, you know, your your play-by-play and stuff, like, outside of, you know, obviously your buddies, mm-hmm. and it's getting passed around with that, but, like, you, you ever get, like, parents coming up and yeah. going, hey, that was pretty Honestly, cool. Honestly, a lot. That was probably the coolest part. I mean, we got a lot of emails sent to McConnell specifically, just parents from other towns, too, which was pretty oh, really? cool. Like, hearing mm-hmm. us talk highly about their daughters or sons in competition, they just felt so proud about that, and I think that's one of the coolest things you can kind of open people's eyes to different athletes, and I think... That's one of the coolest parts of the whole media experience. But just kind of parents around town, that's pretty much every time I'd see a parent like at grad parties and stuff like that, and that's just all they're asking about because they watch their kids play and they just hear us on the mic, so it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So I, uh, I went to Whitewater and did a bunch of stuff with like their student-run media centers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Are you looking to do that in college then as well too? Uh, not necessarily the student-run media. I mean, I'll have to look into stuff like that, but more towards like the business side. I will be majoring in kind of the business area, so if I can kind of – work those two things together in kind of a cool way. That's kind of mm-hmm. what my ultimate goal would be. Did you uh, give any consideration playing lacrosse or football in the next level? Uh, I had some consideration playing football. I really didn't have any serious uh, consideration playing lacrosse. I think most of that recruiting is done playing club lacrosse, oh, which sure. I didn't re- – when I rejoined the high school team, I didn't rejoin club. I mean, obviously I played that as a kid because kind of everyone does, but mm-hmm. that wasn't really something I was looking at. And football kind of, I mean, I was kind of looking at – trying to find sort of the walk-on route or something like that, but just couldn't really find the right opportunity. But I think I did find the right opportunity just going to Madison as a student, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously UW-Madison mm-hmm. is so close and everything. Yeah. Everybody kind of wants to go there, mm-hmm. but what, what was it that made you decide to be a Badger? Uh, really, it was just kind of – I mean, I didn't have a ton of diff- – I mean, all, most of the schools I applied to were like kind of reach schools and stuff like that, so it just kind of was like those ones are Madison, and I mean, Madison's definitely a great – 
option to have. So yeah. a lot of people I know going there are going to have a lot of good connections, and being yeah. close to home is also a big plus. So that'll U- be fun. UW is my reach school. So. <laughs> I think I think if I would have applied at Madison, they would have just laughed at my ACT yeah. score and been like, yeah, move on. I was out of state, and I got accepted, but I didn't get any scholarships. Did you really? Yeah, and so you're the smart one in this group? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. Do you guys have any uh, other questions for Tommy? If not, we'll wrap it up. Um, with the the experience that you got on the mic here, I mean, there's a lot of benefits outside of just, you know, getting to watch games and talk mm-hmm. about your friends. Like, there's some public speaking aspects yeah. of it. There's, you know, preparation for uh, things like that. And so, you know, how do you think that kind of benefits you as you kind of roll into the college thing, even if it's not a goal of yours yeah. to continue doing that? Just kind of the, the secondary things you might not think about. So I think the public speaking experience was definitely good, but that wasn't something I – found myself struggling in really which is kind of why we were drawn yeah, we to can it tell the on the mic right here it's not but, hard for you <laughs> but uh the preparation especially i think that was super interesting being able to kind of go to these websites and research statistics and kind of be able to use them in interesting ways so that it wasn't just saying numbers yep. and i think that preparation and being able to sound interesting at the same time as being informative was definitely something cool that we were able to kind of dive into with these games well, Tommy, this was awesome, and thanks a ton for coming on to the Cap City Sportscast, and best of luck at Madison, and congrats on a great uh, Wanaki career. Um, and for my colleagues Ryan and Peter, I'm Callahan Steed. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem.